0: Welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only Fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm your host Kevin DeVries. Obviously it's been a minute we weren't here last week, but Rob, we're back. We're we're getting back into the groove, back into the New York groove, is that the back? Yeah. Back into the New York groove. Yeah. So that's what uh we are. Hope you guys didn't miss us too badly. Rob, what would you be getting into in this uh Little break we had here for the um, FA Cup.
1: Well, the break is not really a break for me since I am a seasoned, multi-multi um, faceted uh, fantasy sports uh, expert. I'm using ha- I'm using the quotation fingers because I'm not really <laughs> an expert. Um, but you know, since I'm thumbs deep in baseball right now, my off days are spent uh, tied to the QWERTY. I'm tied to the keyboard, unfortunately. But I I, I like it because baseball is my sport and soccer is my jam. So if I can. Groove out with my sport and my jam at the same time, why not?
0: If which one is your main piece and which one is your side chick?
1: You know what? It's funny, I go back and forth. I like whoever's cooking me dinner that day mm. is my main piece, and then I go to the side piece.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I don't uh,
1: discriminate. I don't discriminate because one uses their hands and the other one uses their feet. You know, it's <laughs> kinda of like a weird fetishy thing.
0: Huh. Uh Good. Anyway, um, so for people uh, that, that missed us last week, we are very sorry, but we are now back, and obviously we're going to be here for for a fair chunk of time before missing again. With uh, the next obvious show. miss going to be uh, the internationals, which I think is the third week of March, fourth week of March, somewhere in there. But yeah. anyway, also of note is that it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Kevin! Happy birthday, Kevin! Um so that's important as well. Maybe I don't really know what I'm talking about. See, we're out of the group. We're 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 should, uh, we're should, working I, sing my,
1: should I sing my made up Mosala song?
0: Yes, yes you should. No. No. No?
1: I am so shy to sing that song. Even though it is very, very catchy and very, very cheeky.
0: Alright, well maybe maybe we can work uh, Rob up to sing it at some point during the show. Um but uh the the thing I want to lead into this show with uh, is the fact that there are so many different competitions happening right now. You have the Carabao Cup, which is going to push City's match to a weird Thursday thing, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, you still have the FA Cup, obviously, which we just had at the weekend, and all the big clubs that are still in that. You have the Champions League that's been back the last two weeks um, with uh, the the five teams from last year that qualified. Are you wanting to angle away from those teams because of their... Uh, continued involvement in other competitions and potentially the
1: the uh, rotation that may come with it. I mean, when the thing you kind of have to look at what's going on with the the EPL schedule right now. You know, everybody's looking ahead. Um, I think they're more not concentrating on the the teams that are involved in the cups as much as where they're playing in game week 31, the blank in 34, the double in 35, or the double in 34, the blank in 35, the double in game week 37. I think that's more of what's on people's minds rather than, oh, well, these teams are all involved in these cups, so maybe I should just rotate off of them more. I think the people are more involved in, all right, I'm going to plan for this, this, and this in 31. Then I'm going to use this chip and, you know, do the square root of the hypotenuse for 34, and then I'm going to you know, round about with the, the sine over cosine tangent for Game Week 35. <laughs> it, it is blowing my mind how many coagulative figures they're coming up with, and everybody seems like they're they're completely panicking. Are you noticing that people are like, oh, i got to get 11 guys in for Game Week 31? Kevin, have you seen the teams that are actually participating in Game Week 31? Um, it's not good. No, I mean, I mean, I want to go all in. I want to get three West Brom players for game week 31 in their Bournemouth match. I mean, come on, people, uh, relax. There's three weeks leading up to game week 31. Why are we punting off of those teams that have give us so many fantasy goodies for for so long? And we're all like, oh, we got to panic and start getting start weaning ourselves off of uh, Man City and Arsenal and and maybe some Chelsea assets and and United assets. Like there's still three weeks to play. A lot of those teams have really, really good fixtures. I mean, not so much City. They have Arsenal, Chelsea. You know, and I believe United still has Chelsea and Liverpool. But I mean, these are tried and true fantasy assets. Here, we're not going to just go. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let go of uh, you know, maybe my sec maybe Bobby Firmino because uh, you know, he's he, he's gonna. No, that's a bad example. But I'm saying I'm gonna let go of uh, Kevin De Bruyne because he's got Arsenal, Chelsea, Stoke. And then he blanks in, in week 31. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to feel comfortable about myself, and I'm going to bring in uh, Jordan Shakiri, And I, I think that will probably make, make weight. Um, no, you big dummies. <laughs> uh,
0: how would you – if if you don't want people to start aligning their rosters for that week 31, how would you recommend people get there? Would you say maybe use your chips if you had your wild card or if you still had your – what's the name for the one where you're just bringing people for a week?
1: The uh, free hit? The yeah. free hit. Um. You see, the, the thing is with the free hit. I don't think if with only eight teams, possibly ten, with the with Tottenham and and uh, the Newcastle fixture to be determined. Um, I don't think free hit is gonna is the way to go. I think with the 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 double game week in thirty four and thirty seven, and then the blank uh, the bank in game week thirty five. I think that sets up more for you use your free hit chip for game week thirty four. You go back to your original team in game week 35 or wild card in 35 to set you up set yourself up for game week 37. Um, you know, but the thing is, a lot of the teams that are blanking in game week 30 uh, 30, I'm gonna have a double in game week 34, are gonna have a double in game week 37. So you run the gamut of playing against yourself there. But getting back to your original thing for game week 31, listen, you don't have to have 11. I mean, yes, you kind of want to have 11 to be competitive and and to get a good score because that's the name of the game. We want to accumulate the biggest score. But everybody should look at their roster and go into game week 31 with at least three Liverpool players. After that, you need probably four more players from West Brom, Huddersfield, Stoke, Crystal Palace, Watford. That's basically what I'm saying. I'm not saying you need to get a full 11, but you basically need to wean your roster down for game week 31 and eliminate Start at your worst. Start at your bench. Look, Go look. Go on. Everybody go on your team right now and click on your team. Everybody has dead weight on the end of their bench. Everybody does. I do. Everybody has two defenders that, that completely suck and they don't want to use. Start with those. Right? Look, I'm looking at my team right now. Kieran Clark is my fifth defender. So I'm going to go on my team, transfer out Kieran Clark for a team that doesn't blank in week 31. That is all I'm doing. And there's plenty of options there because Kieran Clark is a 4.4 player. And what do you know? A lot of the players that are playing in Game Week 31, the West Brom's, the Huddersfields, the Stokes, the Crystal Palaces, the Watfords, all have valuable tangent assets at 4.4 on defense that you can just easily position yourself into. Stoke is a good one. Everton is even a better one. Listen, there's options out there. I'm not saying do everything all at once. Just wean your roster down. By Game Week 30, you should, have, you should go into the Game Week 31 knowing in your head that if you're not using a wild card... Or you're not using your free hit chip that you're taking a minus four to get to that, you know, X number of players that are not blanking in game week 31.
0: Yeah, I think that's excellent advice. Um, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm kind of in a similar mind with you where I think people are panicking a little bit too much. Um, Everybody panic. <laughs> I mean, if anybody wants to use like a mini wild card and just make three moves that week, just to get people in, if you want, I mean. Feel free, but I, I think as the the fixtures start to line up and, and especially seeing the willingness of the FA to put a Premier League match on a Thursday this week yeah. to to find a way around City and Arsenal both blanking. I think we may see more of that this season. Um so even though kind of we're assuming that all of those matches just are disappearing from that week, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually saw some maybe popping up later there. Um not not any inside info. Just um it seems to be a, a direction that the Premier League is now willing to go in. Um, so, just kind of keep an eye on that, but figured it was worth uh, mentioning that to get going here. Um, <clears throat> next up, uh, hey, Aguero scored a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of them. Yep. Firmino continues to score and assist for Liverpool. Kane scored <laughs> against uh, um, in the North London Derby, uh, which continues to be his most favorite fixture. Um, are all three of them must-owns at this point? Like we talked uh, about it a few uh, weeks ago about should people start going that way and I said maybe not but with with Wilson kind of bombing out here it kind of feels like you have to own all 3.
1: Yeah, I mean one for sure is definitely ownable and that's basically I think you know I'm going to disagree that all 3 are ownable. I think that you have a choice right now of either owning Aguero or Kane. I don't think that both should be owned because of what their upcoming fixture licks, list looks like. City has Arsenal, Chelsea, Stoke, blank. Tottenham have Crystal Palace, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, possibly Newcastle or a blank in game week 31. So I basically think you have, to, you have to flip a coin. If you're not a Kane owner currently, I think now's the time you switch off of Aguero and go to a Kane. I think Firmino is ownable more than both of them right now only because he doesn't blank the rest of the year. He has His price. price and price tag, he's basically you know, the price of a, of a middling midfielder, which is an awful pun. Or a, what's the, assimilation? Assimilate. You know what's the, where they all sound a word. They all sound as all the syllables sound. Alliteration. Like? That's it. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, Liverpool from now out have one, two matches that look difficult. They have United away and Chelsea at home, right? Or Chelsea away.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yeah. No, Chelsea away. Yeah. They have two – two. those are the two hardest fixtures the rest of the way and Firmino's uh, price. So I basically think it's a coin flip with Aguero and Kane until game week 31, and then you start deciding, okay, do I go – am I comfortable putting that amount of money on my bench, loaning up on cheaper options so I get the full allotment of players that I think I can get for game week 31? Because it, it's looking likely that Tottenham is going to blank. We don't know. They probably may. They may not, but who knows? So – but going yeah, for those, those that don't know,
0: Tottenham are in a replay that'll be played next Wednesday, I believe, yeah, as we record. Yeah,
1: yeah, but if you go back to my theory about what I just said, start at your worst player on your team and work your way back up for game week 31. Start on defense. Everybody has garbage there. I brought up the Kieran Clark, you know, analogy just minutes ago. So if you if you have a rewind, rewind it, and then work your way back up. So basically, if you have Harry Kane and you don't want to go into game week 31 without Harry, you know, with Harry Kane on your team, he is basically going to be your last personnel. And that's going to be fantastic for you because you can basically bring in any player in this game, or two players, because you can't do that because that's illegal. But I'm saying because the price of Harry Kane allow you to buy anybody in the game that you want. And will probably allow you to have money in the bank to go back to Harry Kane if you so choose in Game Week 32 at Chelsea. Or if you want to go back to Aguero and Game Week 32 against Everton. So, I mean, there's there's possibilities that, you know, like I said, Keep your best players until the last possible minute and you'll have them in your team for as long as possible. And then guess what? You can go right back to them, which is why I don't think you need to use a chip or a wild card for game week 31. I think you're better off just weaning your roster down to where you think you are comfortable with. You know, everybody has a feel for their mini leagues or who's doing what or how many people are doing this, but wean your roster down. Don't go crazy. And at the, at most, take a minus four to a minus eight getting in game game week 31 to maybe get yourself between eight and 11 players.
0: Yeah, I actually, uh, I went the other way. I did bring in Aguero um, kind Great. of on it's a your forced birthday. move. Hmm? It's your birthday. <laughs> you, you're going a little crazy. You got a little sugar <laughs> crazy, a little sugar happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all the cupcakes um, that I've been eating, um, which has been weirdly true. Um, there's a shop I go to in town, had some cupcakes recently, and the, the girlfriend brought some home from her studio the other day. I was like, what? I don't think I'd had a cupcake in like three years prior to this. <laughs> and all of a sudden, what? I've had cupcakes twice in the last week. Were they space cakes? Uh huh. Are they space cake? I don't, are they space cake? Do they have weed? Did they have weed in them? <laughs> oh, the weeds? The devil herb? Um, no. Yeah. No, they were just, they were just normal devil's let- cupcakes. Devil's lettuce. Are you
1: smoking <laughs> the devil's lettuce?
0: <laughs> um,. Anyway, let us know if you've had cupcakes recently. Uh, no, but I did actually bring in Aguero. My front line is currently Aguero from Eno and Kane. Um, I was just really tired of not owning Aguero. And uh, I'm sure, Rob, you'll recall I've been harsh on Aguero in the past um, and just recently have been very tired of him scoring goals not on my team. Uh, the Callum-Wilson drop-off was just kind of another reminder of something you said way earlier in the season, uh, that people need to stop buying in on cheap strikers that scored last week because they usually don't score the next week. Uh, he's now blanked in three of the last five matches. So looks like the uh, excitement with him is starting to fade. Although, who do they have this week? Swansea, if
1: memory serves? Bournemouth has Newcastle.
0: Oh, Newcastle, which you don't hate as a matchup. Um,
1: At home, too.
0: Yeah, but uh, I, I, I pulled the trigger. and Part of the issue was it looked like Wilson was going to drop and Aguero was going to rise. And in order to make the move, I was going to have to bring in um, Milovojevic. Mm-hmm. and he was also looking like his price could move so i kind of pulled the trigger uh, during the during last
1: week as we're recording not this week um, and you, so yeah. you you don't like crystal palace's run here for anybody who's think, bringing in the cheap milivojevic because he doesn't blank yeah he's one of the players you you may want to bring in later than sooner because tottenham united chelsea are the run in next three and liverpool the Fifth
0: in the next five. Um, I realize that it's not good, but they pick up penalties, and he's basically a price dump um, who then you can play at at will. Um, But I think people seeing that might be why his price looked like it was about to dip. Um, But anyway, uh, so I actually made that move, uh, and we can debate the merits of of whether or not I should have brought in Aguero and Kane, as you mentioned. Uh, They both have, well, Aguero has tough matchups. Kane doesn't really have tough matchups, but they could both blank the same week. Um, mm-hmm. which would obviously put me in a bit of a in a bit of a pinch uh, if I didn't have the midfield and defense sorted out by then. But uh, what I wanted to talk to you about uh, in regards to this is he, there was a moment where it looked like Agüero could be suspended due to an interaction with a fan on the pitch. Uh, has already been uh, is acquitted? A a British word? B
1: accurate? If it
0: isn't direct legal?
1: Mm. Um, yeah, I, I I know he's been he's been dismissed of, of any allegations
0: of any that... wrongdoing. Yeah. So basically uh after Manchester City lost, uh there goes the quadruple. Sorry guys. Um, no. uh fans were on the pitch, Aguero had an incident with a fan, just looks like he pushed him, really. Um, yeah. people were saying he was being spat at by the fans everything like that just pushed himself away and so for a brief moment people were saying oh snap could he be suspended he is not but I want to go to kind of an, uh, the upside down if you will if we strangers things this um, and talk about what if he had been suspended would that have been another cautionary tale on not bringing in players too early or Absolutely. are you willing to bring in players early to avoid missing out on them uh, because you might be point one away uh, financially yeah. once they come around
1: yeah, I I think waiting, especially with the the game week, the week off, and then the amount of fixtures in between with the FA Cup and the the Champions League. Listen, if you're at this point in the season and you still need a penny to get somewhere else, there's so many other options that you could pivot to. Yes, there's more ownable options out there. You know, oh I can't get the, I can't get the Arnautovic, so I'll settle for Shakiri You know, it's not really that big. How much more points is you know not. I know we both love ournavitch right now but I'm saying how many more points is Arnavitch gonna score compared to Shakiri who doesn't blank whereas West Ham does blank you know what I'm saying so you're getting four fixtures for three but like that's what I'm saying if, if you're at this point in the in the season and you're hem and hoeing about pennies don't wait the extra day and guess what live them live to the fight the battle when you're a penny penny uh, you know penny in the pocket rather than penny the wiser I guess we'll call it but yeah I I I hate when I do that because I got burned twice this year. And I think we've made, you laughed at me wholeheartedly when I brought in people too early and then things, bad things happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm usually the staunch proponent of waiting the extra day because, you know, if I try to, I try to beat the point rise on guys who are on the tertiary of my team. Okay, I'm getting a cheeky point here rather than, you know, bringing in a big gun before their price, price change. Because if you, if you've owned Aguero long enough, or you've been you know owned Salah enough or any 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 tangible fantasy asset, you've probably already recouped your fantasy value from them because they've been on your roster for so long. they've probably helped you go up 0.2 or 0.4 or 0.5, depending on how long you've owned them so losing that point one to bring in a star like that, I don't think is is something you should do,
0: yeah, basically
1: as as all that suspension stuff was happening,
0: all I was doing was kicking myself for um literally yeah actually no um <laughs> as amusing as that would be to several x's um because as you said that it is usually against character i usually like to wait and be sure i have you know look before i leap and all that stuff uh but i just felt like pulling the trigger on this one and it mm-hmm. almost really bit me now we'll wait to see if on fantasy merit it stands uh but I could have been really burned there um strategy wise if that had not worked out uh i know you said uh, that you aren't uh, a proponent of the whole triple Aguero for me Kane situation, um, which forces uh, people only, to... only
1: because of game week thirty one, o- right? Which is, be- which is fine. Why would you bring in only because of the blank?
0: Why would you bring in potentially one or two players
1: that are both going fixture... to miss? And... Yeah, and the right, fixtures right. that are on hand are are you know not awesome to you know the triple up on the 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 Hydra of forwards.
0: I, I mean, say. the Tottenham was pretty good.
1: <laughs> and Liverpool don't. No, really I mean, have a tough but I'm back. saying I'm saying you you brought in Aguero. I'm right. saying the you know, if you're a cane True. opener, if you're a cane opener, right? Can can open? Did I say can opener? Yes, cane you owner. <laughs> you're sticking with cane. You're not pivoting to Aguero with the fixtures that City right. has. You're sticking with cane. You know, going. What if you were already an Aguero owner? Would you bring in cane now? Um, I probably. If I, I'm currently an Aguero owner, and I'm contemplating flipping to to. Oh, to flipping Kane.
0: him. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, well, if people are going to do that, which Rob recommends you don't, I say, listen to your heart, you're going to have to bring in budget midfielders. You already mentioned the issues with Milovojevic and his fixtures that are uh, upcoming. Uh, who of the budget midfielders that are currently floating about do you think are worth bringing in at the moment?
1: Uh, Arnautovic is probably leading the line. You want to call 7.0 and seven sure. on, 7.0 and under, we'll, we'll call that. Hmm. Um Arnautovic is probably the, the bee's knees in this category. Um, you know, I'm just looking at his transfers in right now. Seventy-seven thousand in currently. Um, you know, these are extrapolated over you know an extended period of time because of the the time off. Um, I think Milivojevic is a, is a is is an avoid only because their next three was four out of five fixtures are garbage. Um, I like Shakiri's running and they don't blank in 31. So I think you can. There's some meat on the bone there to invest in. Um, Who's the other guy I liked? I just saw him. I think Good Munson has some value to him based yeah. on what he's been doing. Um Southampton, Everton, West Ham are their next three, and then they do blank in game week thirty one. Um I'm not telling you to bring in someone who doesn't blank in, in game week thirty one, especially someone from a Burnley team who barely scores one goal a game, maybe one point two five goals a game, which is not is not even possible. Um but yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the transfers in for guys to, to sway my my thinking here. You know, Bournemouth, you know, Bournemouth they're interesting, but who are you going to trust there? You know, you brought up the Callum Wilson thing, don't chase points. Um Jordan Ibe is interesting. He just doesn't doesn't get enough. He's never on the pitch for long enough when you think he looks starts to look comfortable in a game, he gets taken off, which is frustrating as hell. Um I'll give you I'll give you a good one for for after game week 31, if he starts getting more run, especially with the the uh, you know the amount of fixtures that City are going to play, how about Gundogan at 5, 5.3 at a, as yeah. a differential? I know it's hard scored to scored twice own. in the Champions League. Exactly. I know it's hard to own another City player that isn't Sterling, Aguero, a defender. You know, the like Ode or if you're a, a Laporta owner, but you know the third City player is basically the the pivot for you. But, but Gundogan at 5.3 could be a, a difference maker on a team that when they come up to game week you know the double game weeks later in the week later in the the season you know you have two of them and City's going to be involved in both of them 34 and 37 you know at 5.3 and having an involvement in both of those games maybe depending on how the schedule shapes out and, and what games he plays in and rotation and stuff i mean 5.3 is not an awful investment in a player especially on a team that scores like city does
0: yeah, I agree. Um, there, there do seem to be some pretty cheap options that are interesting right now. Um, you know, in, in real life, I've been an all fan for a while now. Mm-hmm. And Leicester have a pretty nice run-in, uh, except for that 31 blank. Um, the last week, they have Spurs, and they still have uh, Arsenal to be rescheduled. Um, my only issue with him is, obviously, you have Damari Gray floating around there as well. And once Mares comes back, would he hurt him? Um, but basically, uh, all Brighton has started every match since Match Week 18, Obviously, a goal and three assists, you'd probably want a little more than that over that period. But a five-dot 6 and, and, you know, yeah. the, the thing with Leicester is their stats are always going to be weird. Um, as, as we've said on the show many times because of their play style, they don't tend to accrue a lot of the counting stats because they attack uh, so rarely. But when they do, obviously, it's at pace and, and has a very high percentage uh, chance of succeeding. They're um, like Fire but,
1: Ants. Like the Fire Ants of FPL.
0: Dude, yeah. Leicester or Fire Ants? The the fight in Leicester, Fire Ants.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, the, my my cheap sneaky guy for for midfield, 4.9, dot Sung Young for Swansea. Dude
0: has started to turn it on for Swansea and was
1: getting fire out. Yeah, five yeah. straight starts. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, he's looking at a 4.9. Everybody's always looking for that that you know intrinsic guy who can be like, okay, I'm I'm going from Jordan Ive to Ki Sung Young, or I'm going. I don't like Milivojevic, so I'm going to Ki Sung Young. The only problem is that that you know the whole thing is. What I what have I said a couple times? You don't bring in a player who's blanking at 31. But Swansea has three interesting fixtures, and they are playing better under their new manager. Brighton, West Ham, Huddersfield in their next three for Swansea. And at four dot nine, you could you could do a lot worse. Point returns of eleven and eight in his last two games, goal and an assist, and a clean and a clean sheet in there too. Um, yeah, I mean, and he's got double, maximum bonus points both games in the last two against Leicester and Burnley. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, there, Did you just sigh? You went, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just like there are a lot
0: of those um, budget midfielders that are, that are starting to be interesting, especially as people try to fit uh, more expensive attackers in. And potentially goalkeepers. Oh, what a segue. Because much to many fantasy owners' chagrin, which is hilarious considering his role last season as a fantasy darling, Tom Heaton has returned to training for Burnley which has put, started to put some question marks on Burnley, Nick Pope.
1: Is Burnley lighting the the black smoke and there's a, there's a new Pope thing? <laughs> Wait, isn't it white smoke when there's a new Pope? Oh, whatever. I don't know. I don't follow that stuff. I know he just wears a funny hat. <laughs>
0: Multiple funny hats, but I'm pretty sure it's white smoke. And also, what do you do here? Are, if you have Pope, are you just waiting for the first time he misses? Or are you switching to heat now, expecting he'll start? Are you just waiting on both? How should people approach this Burnley goalkeeping situation?
1: The only time you should approach your goalie-keeping situation if, is if both your goalies no longer start. Um, and the only time I ever change a goalie is when I use my wild card. So, I mean, that's my own personal strategy. I just don't find the the, the investment value there for to change your goalie on the fly like that. Yes, if you're a Pope owner, be nervous. I think Heaton is going to probably rotate in. I don't think he's going to start every game right away from the jump, but I guarantee in the next two game weeks, I guarantee he gets one start because – He's going to get his feet back under him. He is the number one goalkeeper. I know Nick Pope has been giving ample returns to a Burnley squad who is very defensive at times and sometimes very offensive in a bad way, not a good way. Um, But, yeah, I could see Heaton definitely stealing minutes from there. But it's the time of the year when people probably have a wild card and they're looking to change their goalkeeper anyway. So if you're a Nick Pope owner um, and you still have your wild card, keep that in mind – Make sure you have a second goalkeeper in there because you may you may end up getting zeros from from a goalkeeper if you don't have the the right rostered guys.
0: Yep, I agree with you there. Um, all right, I think that's it for my uh, kind of pre-show topics here. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into a little bit of price changes? No,
1: I mean we could just jump right into price changes. I mean, there's there's been quite a bit, it's surprisingly, because and a lot of them are goalkeepers. There was like six goalkeepers that went down. It's crazy, crazy pants.
0: <laughs> that does sound crazy. Why don't we just uh, jump into it then?
1: Yeah. So uh, on the price-ups, uh, I'll start in defense. No goalkeepers have went up. They only went down. Uh, Jamal Sales has gone up. Kyle Norton has gone up. I think everybody's buying in post-haste from what he, his return a couple games ago. Um, merges of Ben Davies. Kevin, are you back on the, the Ben Davies train here with his involvement in almost every EPL match and his returns?
0: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I uh, When was this? A few weeks ago I said I'd like him as soon as Toby Alderweireld was back. Um, unfortunately, Toby has looked not very good uh, in his uh, appearances thus far in the FA Cup. Um, now the question is Danny Rose, but Ben Davis has been doing very well, obviously had the assist on the goal. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he's holding on to this job for now.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and his price has gone down so much that people have just aborted his uh, ownership. He's in the mid-five, so I think that anybody who owns one of those blanking big-team defenders – whether it be Alonzo, Odomende, you know, the, the recent injury news to Phil Jones, um, I think that's probably a place that they can they can shift down to if they're looking for an immediate return on investment. Uh, through the midfield on price ups, uh, Pascal Gross has gone up. The aforementioned uh, Munson has gone up. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne has gone up. Shakiri has gone up. Arnatovic has gone up. Kevin, if you had to choose one of those four midfielders that have gone up, given their upcoming schedule, Pascal Gross, Munson, Shakiri, and Arnadovich based on what – you know, a couple of them play in all four game weeks, including game week 31. Which of those four are you picking?
0: Well, I mean, this is kind of a widespread um, because, you know, Arnautovic is like a full (laughs) 2.0 more than good Monson. True. Um, I I think Arnautovic is clearly the... The one that you would want four goals and four assists in his last five full starts. Obviously, there was an injury period in, in between there. So he's obviously just balling right now. I continue to love good Munson because he keeps being in all the creative stats, uh, currently top five in chances created. And he leads the league in accurate crosses over that same last five stretch. Um, mm-hmm. so he, he's probably who I'm, I'm looking at as well. I just, I feel like I've been bitten too many times by Shakiri to
1: be honest with you. How are you feeling about him? I mean, I like Shakiri. It just, I wish he was, I wish Stoke. Player involvement around him was more consistent. I think that he plays with too many like moving parts for them to get him get accustomed to where he is around on the pitch. I, I like what he does. He's got a, a two goals and an assist in his last four. Stoke doesn't blank, and they have an okay run in except for City. They have Leicester, Southampton, City, Everton. That brings him up to game week thirty one. Um, yeah, I mean if. if Push comes a shove, on taking Arnatovic, but you, not everybody has the, the ample you know pocketbook that Kevin Kevin DeVries does for Arnatovic <laughs> at 6.9. But at 6.2, I think Shakiri is definitely the second choice out of those four, and I think Pascal Gross is probably third, and I think Goodmanson is fourth. Only because I don't trust Burnley enough to to be involved and give you enough fantasy returns. We've mentioned this multiple times about Pascal Gross, that he basically needs to be involved in almost every Brighton play offensively whether a goal and assists or bonus points for him to be a fantasy tangible asset you know he's basically he needs to do not what milohoevich does from the penalty spot but uh, in regular time because he doesn't get the you know the, the free kicks you know the free spot kicks there so yeah I mean I'd, I'd have it or not a Shakiri um what I say gross good munson um but yeah I don't trust I don't trust Shakiri at all I, I I think he's a good he's a good get if you can't If you don't have the money to get to Arnautovic right now, but he doesn't blank. So there's always that extra, okay, well, maybe it's worth the 0.7 to to do it that way. So, I mean, you know, it's – I can understand people's rationale in doing it either way.
0: Yeah. Um, On Gross, uh, we we continue to talk about how he's the guy there. Um, But, man, just every week I've looked at him and his stats have started to look better and better, um, Mm -hmm. which led to his kind of recent boost here. But um, the fact that he continues to be in a Brighton attack, which has the worst away attack in the Premier mm. League, and I think they're like bottom five in total goals. Overall, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just, man, is it hard to pull that trigger. When I had him in my team, the stats weren't much better for Brighton's goal goal distribution. But um, I feel like it's just hard to cross that barrier. When you have him, it's hard to drop him because you're like, well, he continues to contribute if something happens, it's going to be him. But as soon mm. as you drop him, it's hard to buy into an attack that's so... Um, mediocre. Is profligate the right word here? Um, is that, bland. not happening. Like How about a, bland. Like barren. How about barren? in a bland. We'll go bland. Bland. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that, that's my main my main issue with Gross. But I love Good because of the Crossing. I love Ornaldovich because mm-hmm. of the everything. And I'm, I'm just a little iffy on uh, Shakiri there. Uh, yeah. who, who else we got on them uh, ups and downs?
1: On the ups, we have uh, two forwards. Uh, we have Omar Nias, who basically I think has has taken the reins right now. We have, I think, we're going to send him a, a search party for Shank Toussaint uh, at Everton. I don't think he's the, I don't think he's Sam's guy as as we all previously thought he would be when they were bringing him in. Uh, uh, Nias okay, is, did you
0: did you hear the his manager's comment on him? No, said I that not. Everton viewed him as the best striker in his price bracket three weeks ago, and now they're not sure he deserves a start for them. <laughs> Whew.
1: Nothing says confidence like that. Uh, yeah, I think Nias is the guy. Three straight starts, uh, three three straight games over 70, 70 minutes. Two goals and an assist during that time. Three bonus points. Four, he's 5.0 now. Um, yeah, I, I'm liking Omar Nias moving forward. Everything. do not blank. Um, their schedule, I think, is the easiest besides Liverpool because they're the best team that doesn't blank in game week 31. But would you be comfortable, Kevin, going with three Liverpool and three Everton players knowing that Everton on the lead-up to Game Week 31, if you're, an, if you're an early investor here, I'm saying, they have Watford, Burnley, Brighton, and Stoke. That, enco- that encompasses the Game Week 31. Would you be comfortable having three Liverpool and three Everton players in, in the Game Week 31 with the blanks?
0: I'm not th- th- sure there are three good Everton players.
1: I, I understand that. But with Stoke on the road, could you possibly squeeze out Nias as your cheap mm-hmm. striker, maybe a cheeky uh, uh, Guilfi Gilf- 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 Sigurdsson maybe mm-hmm. in the midfield, who just returned twelve points last week. True. Maybe a Jordan Pickford in goal if, you, if you're if you're looking for a if cheap goalie. He's, a cheap, he's four yeah. dot six. You know, I could see that. I could see people being very. Everybody's going to have three Liverpool players. Whether it be it's going to be Salah, Firmino, and then it's either going to be a defender or Carrius uh, in goal. Because I think that I think there's if there's value there for Liverpool because I think they the way that their schedule is there's uh, home games there and we all know Liverpool's propensity to be good at home. They have West Ham at home, Newcastle at home, Watford at home. That's three games out of the four that for the 30 week 31. So I think I think Pickford could be that third guy for, if you're looking for an Everton guy. But I I think that's the way a lot of people are going to go going into game week 31. They're going to have the three Liverpool players, whoever it be. It's going to be Salah, Firmino, and then. Insert your favorite Liverpoolian, Liverpudlian, and then it'll be the other Liverpudlian team in Everton. Just pick up three, three guys at your at your random, whether it be a goalie, defender, midfielder, you know, any any form of the three. I think that six of the players on a lot of teams for game week thirty one are going to be based out of Liverpool.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's not a bad shout. I I just um, <laughs> I'm a little. It's interested. a tough pill to swallow, you know. Cause it you is, see- but like your whole point on match week thirty one is don't bring in mediocre players from MET teams just because and but, now you're saying to bring in Everton players who people no, probably no, no. aren't covered on?
1: No, but but look at this way. Remember my my theory still holds true here because if you bring in an Everton player and you start from the way, start from your team on the bottom and work your way up. You could bring in Pickford for your goalies, 4.9. Everybody has have has that kind of money for a goalie at 4.9. You could bring in a and Kuko Martinez at 4.4. For Mike, Kieran Clark. Remember I said, start from your bottom of the talent bracket and move your way up. So Clark for, Clark for Martina is an even swap, 4.4 to 4.4. And then I have Callum Wilson up top who blanks. But I also have Aguero and Firmino. Aguero blanks in that week. Remember I said, go go bottom to top in your talent. And then you could bring in somebody else for that. I'm just saying that's a viable option. I don't, I'm probably not going to do that. But I'm just saying like that's something you could do. And I'm sticking through that, to that pattern because I'm TMing it right now. Start from the bottom and work your way up for game week thirty one. Start with the worst talent pool you have possible and work your way up. That's why we have four bench spots. You know, a goalie, three bench spots, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a viable option to have have three Everton, three Liverpool players in, in game week thirty one. Fair
0: enough. Uh, anybody else before we hit the break?
1: Nope. That was the price ups on the price downs. We'll go through them real quick. Uh, Peter Cech, uh Thibaut Courtois have gone gone down. Basically, every Arsenal defender has gone down. With, with good reason because they look at their schedule. Uh, Marcus Alonso has gone down. Everybody's favorite, Jonjo. Jonjo John Joe Kenny has gone down. Odomendi has gone down. To the midfield, it's Jesse Lingard, uh, Richarlson, and Oxley chamberlain uh, And the strikers, uh, Lukaku, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Wayne Rooney have gone down. No surprises there. Uh, a lot of disappointments from the high-priced uh, defenders, Odomendi, uh Alonso, and Phil Jones is probably going to go down re- pretty soon too because he does have a recent injury thing, and I don't think he's going to feature this week. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're a an owner in big priced defenders like myself, uh, you, time to not really panic, but definitely you know shift funds elsewhere and invest in team in players that are have good fixtures or don't blank in game week 31.
0: All right. Uh, well, we will take that excellent advice and think on it for a moment as we take a break, and I will be right back with our starts and sits. All right, and we are back with our starts and sits here. Um, for the starts, for me, um, for me, I, like I said, I'm I'm all for this calf or fac or egg, um, well, of Agüero, Cane and Firmino up front. So I'm I'm all in for uh, buying one of them. Uh, not really any of the budget guys that I'm trusting right now, although Nias continues to do work. Um, and it will be interesting to see how the Swansea job ends up going. Uh, considering Jordan Ayu continues to do stuff. Um, but for now, I'm just focusing on those big guys, and uh, we'll leave uh, potentially a more obscure guy to, to Rob. We'll see uh, what he does here in a second. Um, in midfield, um, I am jumping on the good months in train. I, I personally brought him in a few weeks ago. Um, but if you're trying to fit in somebody, as I mentioned before, I think he's the best budget option. Um, <laughs> I just happen to also bring in Milovojevic because I'm punting my midfield to fit those three forwards in there. Um but yeah, I just love Goodmunson's creativity there. Uh, you assume that Chris Wood will be back soon, um, which helps their attack. Having Aaron Lennon there has already helped because he's stretching the defense. Um, uh, goodmunson from the left, obviously still adjusting to that a little bit. Obviously, he'd been playing on the right previously with Brady on the left before his injury. Um, but I really like Goodmunson in midfield. I think he's a good add for uh, anybody looking for a cheapish midfielder that's definitely playing and definitely contributing. Uh, in defense... Uh, I like uh, Liverpool, Burnley, and Tottenham. No real shockers there. Liverpool, when they're home, obviously, way more interesting than when they're not. Um, I just realized that they are – yeah, they're at home. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, under Tottenham, I put Davis. So uh, somebody that we talked about earlier does seem to have locked down that job for himself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Rob, who are the players that you're looking at starting and sitting this week?
1: I'll start in the back uh on defense I like to always find a guy that for somebody who's gone up and priced uh, for a team that really you're like wow why did he go up uh Jamala sales has gone up so I kind of stayed on the same team and I went with Phil uh, Phil, uh Paul Dummett at four. two for Newcastle uh I like Dummett coming into here he was kind of he was hurt so I didn't really have to invest in him but now they're they're on the road to Bournemouth this week I think that Newcastle can can do something here against Bournemouth Bournemouth or you know, spotty with scoring. We, we've just all fallen in love with Callum Wilson multiple years, multiple times this year and just been disappointed. Uh, I could see Newcastle being stout and h- holding them to something good. Uh, through the midfield, it's Mark Ronadovic, and it's not even close in, in midfield. Um, just go click on his player page. Look at, look at his returns in the last times he's played over, like, 80 minutes. I think he has a goal or assist in every single game since, like, Thanksgiving. Um, It's not even, it's not even, that's not even funny. That's actually true. Uh, On the striker, uh, I went with Omar Nias at 4.9. I think that if you're looking to, you know, shift your wares in the forward ranks, you know, I think everybody pretty much owns everyone from Firmino, Kane, Aguero, and then their third striker is, you know, could be an obscure option. I think uh, Nias at 5.0, after three straight starts, with Everton's upcoming schedule, I, I've gone over it already. They, they, I think that they, there could be some goodness there. Everybody always wants to shift funds into their, the new third forward. And I think that by doing getting on to, to Nias, I think he's a little bit more comfortable than, than Callum Wilson because Callum Wilson is like a frequent visitor to the burn clinic. Everybody gets burned by him, and nobody has any uh, SPF warning stuff. So I'm going with Nias this week. Uh, so on to my sits. Uh, Kevin mentioned before, don't chase points. Um, and I always start – I'm starting at forwards here. So, Kevin, who would I possibly be talking about at forward that people shouldn't chase points for? Go. Oh, this week? Yeah. After last
0: week or is it Callum Wilson still?
1: No, it's not Callum Wilson.
0: After last week. Man, it's been a long time. Yeah, had um, two goals
1: and an assist.
0: Is it Nias? No, it's Steve That's Mounier. Goal and an assist. Or whatever he had.
1: But, Yeah. So Steve Mounier is my don't chase the points. Mm-hmm. Go back, it's a trap. General Akbar. It's a trap. He, but uh I know they play West Brom. Uh, I know they're god awful, but um, yeah, look at look at his playing record and when he gets on minutes and he doesn't get minutes, and yeah, it's not anything you want to trust. Um to the midfield, it's Henrik McTarian. Arsenal. Who are they playing this week, Kevin? Man City. Uh huh. They're pretty good. Yeah. Uh twenty four thousand transfers in. Um, He's got three assists in 184 minutes. Um, Still don't care. I don't think City does anything great besides not let up more than one goal, possibly. Maybe. And, Kev, here, I'll drop drop some funny knowledge on you. Name the other team besides Liverpool to score more than two goals against Man City this year.
0: Oh, snap. Is it going to be somebody dumb like Newcastle? It is going to be somebody dumb. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not Newcastle I don't know West Brom What? <laughs> oh, was that the Rondon game? Yeah, it was week 10 Wow Yeah This so year is weird And then obviously and they, they uh, What was the thing? Their their three losses this year Were to Shakhtar, Wigan, and Liverpool Yeah
1: it's, okay. it's crazy Oh, and that's the only other time this season That they've given up more than two goals to anybody West Brom and Liverpool That's it Mm. Everything else has been one goal. So good luck Arsenal getting multiples. Uh, Arsenal defense is obviously my sit. Uh, I also don't like Palace or United in Chelsea game. I think they probably wash each other out with and killing each other's cleans. No Phil Jones means no clean sheet for United. But big tout maybe Eric Baye comes back. So keep an eye out if you want to invest in another United defender. Keep
0: a Baiy out.
1: Keep your Baiys off. Out. I mean, keep ah. your damn Bae hands off offer. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, coming back to me, then the the person I'm selling is Wilson because I did do it, as I said, blank three of his last five, um, and he's just an uninspiring own. Like we've talked before about how how fantasy should be fun to an extent, um, mm-hmm. and for some reason it's just not it's just not there for me. Uh, and part of it is that I, every time he didn't score, Agüero was scoring, and it just kind of really rubbed it in there a little bit. So I've dropped him in midfield. In case people are like, man, Kevin's kind of skimming through these guys. Let's get into Deli Ali because he's he's the person that I'm sitting this week. And it's not because it's Palace, although he did have that super ridiculous goal two years ago against Palace. This is more of an indictment on him as a season. So, of the last five, zero goals, two assists, in five. That's not enough considering his price, regardless of these other things that I'm about to bring up. Um, so, on Twitter, I put up a stat that I found this week um, as I was looking through shot accuracy. And of the players with the top 15 shots... This season, mm-hmm. Delal Ali has literally the worst shot accuracy percentage out of all of them at twenty seven or twenty eight percent, one behind Richarlison on twenty nine percent. That is really bad, uh, considering that last season he was averaging fifty nine percent. The year before that, sixty percent. And while uh, a lot of people would say, "Well, isn't this the returning to the mean that you're talking about?" Not really. In February. Like, that should have come back to the norm a long time ago. I think this is more indicative of the fact that he's just struggling this season. Um, And it's been pretty frustrating. The fact that he has as many goals and assists as he does this season, I think, is more to the fact that he is a very kind of mercurial player. Almost the lester of individual players, if you will. That all it takes is a moment for him to do something of note. But, man, does he go missing a lot through matches this season. Um, so obviously he's worse than goal scored, worse in shot accuracy this season, worse in pass completion, worse than successful take-ons. He is just not having a good season this year. And for the price he is, it's not worth it. If you want to move over to Erickson, that's fine. If you want to move, want to move over to Sun, I think that's probably the better one, although you do obviously add the slight chance that he'll be missing. Um, Lucas had a fantastic match um, for the 60 or so minutes he played uh, against Rochdale in the FA Cup. I do think he, he's somebody to fear. I'm not saying go buy him. I'm just saying be worried about what he's about to do with this Tottenham lineup. But regardless of what he does, I think Dele Alli is a player that you should be dropping. Uh, in defense, I'm dropping Phil Jones. I'm very tired of him and his dumb Christensen-esque existence. Where <laughs> when he plays, they don't get clean sheets. When he doesn't play, it doesn't matter if they get clean sheets. And it's just, I'm I'm done, man. I'm so sick and tired of Phil Jones's stupid face as much as I loved him putting the goal in against himself and Manchester United when Tottenham played them just it's I'm, I'm so done and and as you mentioned the fact that Eric Bailly may be back unfortunately I think it might be Bailly and Jones which may help his value when he's eventually fit if that day ever metaphorically could happen um, hmm. but for now I'm just I'm just done with Jones like Christensen before um, and the other defender that I, I'm I'm curious to get your take on Is going to be Marcus Alonso, obviously very expensive, not really returning what you would expect. Uh, We've talked about the Chelsea defense a lot thus far this season. Uh, I'm down to Azpilicueta as the only Chelsea defender I think you can trust. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I'm currently an Alonso owner. um, 7.2 or whatever. Yeah, 7.2. United away, City away, Palace at home, blank. And then... I believe it's a it spurs after after that at home. Um yeah, this is this is the exact person where people can just drain their value drain the value out of their their team and just reuse that into their and and put the flux back into their team. Um that said that that 7.2 price tag will buy you any other defender with feasible matchups from now until week thirty two that are way better than United City Palace blank Spurs. Um, you know, look at Everton, look at Stoke, look at any team that doesn't blank in week thirty. Look at Liverpool. It's a great transition point to get a Liverpool defender. If you don't have a third Liverpool player, if you have Salah and you have Firmino and you're like, eh, I need a I need a third defense. I need a third Liverpool player. Alonso to a Liverpool defender is probably the smartest move this week and I'd probably condone it twice on Sunday. Yeah, so fair enough. I'm basically telling everybody if you own Alonzo to punt. Um, I I'm contemplating doing it this week, um, but now I have you know the Phil Jones injury is more I think more prominent because you know Alonzo will probably play whereas mm-hmm. Jones probably won't. So you know, but I Phil Jones has enough money that I can get basically to almost any defender that I think would would possibly give me some kind of benefit as well. But yeah,
0: yeah.
1: sell Alonzo.
0: Agreed uh, on that point as well. Um, on to our moves this week, as I mentioned. I uh, took out Wilson, brought in Aguero, took out Della, and brought in Milivojevic as a punt slash potential future uh, option. And the fact that he isn't going to blank uh, was just uh, enough to kind of tip me o- over that edge. Although, as you mentioned, there are tough matchups. If you're buying him because you want to play him over the next three weeks, you're doing it wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're interested in a price down that could offer a lot of value in future, I think that's a little more... Um acceptable. Uh, so those are my moves. You make any uh
1: make any shifts thus far or you wait until we have a little bit more team news? I haven't I haven't done any any um, moves yet. I have a lot of uh exclamation points, Phil Jones, like I said. Um, I have a lot of worrisome with trouble fix troublesome fixtures. I have Alonzo and I have Oda um, if I do make a move this week, I have two fr- two free transfers this week, but I'm trying to keep two free transfers until the game week thirty one. It probably won't happen because I get greedy and I'm like, ooh, I want more. Um so I'm gonna start from my back and probably change something around with either Jones, Alonzo, Otamende. would one one of those three will definitely be out this week and then I'll just progress to bring in people for Game Week thirty one to set myself up. My goal is to have between eight and ten for for Game Week thirty one. I'm not gonna try I'm gonna try to not to use any chips unless injuries or, you know, attrition happens. But yeah, I'm gonna make a move from my defense right now is Kieran Clark, which I mentioned before. Federico Fernandez, Jones, Alonso, Odemende. Um, Jones, o- Alonso, Odemende are probably going to be out. I have Fabianski in goal. I Pogba, De Bruyne, Lingard, Salah to the middle. I still own Wilson, which Kevin just despises. Firmino and Aguero up top. Um, but, yeah, if I had an unlimited amount of moves, I would chance out Jones and Aguero, and I would go with Kane and anybody else.
0: Uh, yeah, for me this week um – Going to be rolling out uh, good old Fabianski again this week. Good old. <laughs> that, that was one of my speculative ads that has very, very much worked out uh, in front of him. Maguire Robertson, and fortunately today we found out that Mawson has returned to training. Uh, which is fantastic news uh, for both Swansea's survival and my fantasy team. Uh, then across the midfield, Sterling, Salah, Milivojevic, and Goodmanson. Um, although Lingard versus Chelsea is probably a better option than Milivojevic, but Tottenham have been sloppy enough defensively that he either could get a chance or get a penalty. I'm just waffling on that at the moment. Then up front, uh first debut of my big three, Aguero, Firmino, and Kane. Obviously, Um Aguero going up against Arsenal, but I don't exactly fear them uh considering that they have not been uh, too phenomenal uh in defensive late uh, just looking it up quickly haven't kept a clean sheet in the last three four and five so um <laughs> i was just scrolling back while i was doing it uh so yeah i i'm not really worried about that at all and obviously we've seen what manchester city can do in attack all season and it would obviously be a ridiculous thing um for anybody <laughs> to keep them out this season obviously they have the fewest matches in which they failed to score this year um so, yeah, that's uh, who I'm rolling out. My captain is currently resting on the head of Sir Harold Kane against Crystal Palace. <clears throat> have not looked up the stat at all this week, um, but just feel like I've seen him score against Crystal Palace a lot. He's scored a lot lately. Uh, could move it over to Salah versus West Ham. There have been a few weeks lately where I've had it on Kane, and he scored one while Salah has gone off and done. Oh, actually, I can look it up. I Kane captained the last four weeks Um scored in three of those which is something you like over that same three weeks uh Salah has four goals and an assist <laughs> so yeah whoops um but anyway so actually that's a good point maybe I should put it on Salah but anyway uh that's yeah. who I'm looking at I think anybody
1: that has the two of them is, is just kind of fighting it's, with themselves there yes yeah, uh neither are a bad that option yeah it's either Salah or Kane this week I don't think anybody's going to be ballsy enough to do a a city player or uh you know definitely not an Arsenal player or a Chelsea player what are you thinking? Uh, it's Same Salah thing? for me. Yeah, it's a Salah or Firmino thing. I, if Firmino is a differential, Salah would be the you know the the go with the the pack and jump off the clip like the other lemmings.
0: <laughs> you and your lemmings, man. Uh, I all like right, lemmings. well, they're so uh, cute. <laughs> this would, uh, uh, has been a lot of fun getting back into the saddle. Sorry if I seemed a little off my game. Um, birthday and getting back into the swing of things after a long Oof. week a and birthday. a half layoff. Rob was not off his game at all. He was crushing it. Uh, if people want to see other places where you're crushing your content, where can they find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on rasball.com, or you can find me on the the Twitter machine at fpl underscore mnop. Um, yeah, and I'm usually lurking around, you know, probably your usual pub somewhere, holding a glass, looking for a beer. <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries. At Kevroff on Twitter. You can find my writings over at goal.com. Obviously, you can hear us on this show. You can also check out the EPL roundtable, which I host, and the championship roundtable, which I do not, uh, on this very channel. Be sure to do that as well for any other info uh, in the footy sphere. Uh, Rob, pleasure is always getting back into the saddle with you. Thanks to you uh, at home for sticking with us as we've had kind of a weird schedule of late. We should be back in the groove now. Best of luck to your teams unless you're in our mini leagues, and we'll catch you next time. Hey.